It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We are live at the Tasty Cake Studios right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And though they say it's winter, feels a lot like fall. Where's this rain coming from and why is it 60 degrees, 50 degrees, whatever it is? All I know is the temperature is going to drop tremendously as Derek Carr and the Raiders are going to come into town on Christmas Day. We're going to be live at the parking lot, uh, on the Jetro lot, actually, so we're going to be tailgating there. It's BGN Radio till 3. Jack Fritz behind the glass. I'm John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gatton from BleedingGreenNation.com. Gentlemen, how are we feeling today? John, of course it's going to get freezing cold right when we have to be outside yep. for like four hours. It's going to be awesome. No, I, I'm really excited, actually. I don't, I don't mind bundling up. It's, it's Monday night football, Christmas night football down at the link with a chance to lock up the number one seed. John, I mean, um, I know it's been an up and down few weeks, but... You know, this team's sitting sitting in a spot where they have a chance to to not have to leave the link again until the Super Bowl. Um, and that's exciting, man. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm more or less feeling here. I, first and foremost, BLG, last night, we were right before Christmas was a hit. It was a lot of fun between us and the, the Ricky uh, Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. And that's that was the mood out of there. Everybody else got everybody fired up for awesome. this for this run. And we thank everybody for coming out and uh it's probably why most of our voices are being lost at the <laughs> moment right now. Definitely but, why, yes, yes indeed. Uh, but um, that's that's how I feel today. Is you know what? I I know there are so many different obstacles, but if they win on Monday, who cares? They're winning anyway. Yeah, I think everyone's concerned about the defense. Right? I don't think actually. I know everyone's concerned <laughs> about the defense right now. I've been saying throughout the week. Yes, there are some concerns. It's okay to feel that way. At the same time. They've played well at home defensively. Going back to last year, like I said last night, they've allowed the fewest touchdowns at home last season. This year it's been more, but there's been some garbage time game, some garbage time scores too. So that's a factor. But overall, 
I think let's see how this defense plays at home, and then we can kind of determine, all right, is this a really huge concern with this team? Because I think you're back at home. You're in that element. You're not on the road for your third straight game. You're a little bit more rested. It's a Monday night game. The lack of urgency shouldn't be there. It's a big spot. You're able to clinch that number one overall seed. I think the juices are going to be flowing there, as John likes to say. Yes. And I, I think, you know, this could be a rebound performance from this team after a bad outing against the Giants. Maybe the D-line gets to eat a little bit, Johnny. Nom, 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 um, nom, nom. No, I, I'm with you, BLG. And I think, look, if you're looking for potential reasons for the struggles, I think the three road games in a row, like that's a, that's a thing. Like that is a statistically, thing yeah. statistically that bears out in the NFL and then you Add in the fact they were on the West Coast for, you know, we can have two weeks, whatever. I think that that does play a role. And then, like BLG said, at home, big spot. You have to feel at least better about that. And also, I do think that whether they're a good offense or not, there's some sort of matchup thing with the Giants and this Eagles defense. Like, the Giants play them well. The Giants' two highest scoring games of the season were both against the Eagles. I do think there's something to that. I'm not, I'm not an excuse, well, but I think there's something to there's that. There's an interesting point to that, though, because who's the quarterback who gets the ball out faster yeah. than Eli Manning? It's Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a really interesting this, thing to see this week. Yeah, I wonder if they just – because we had hinted at that, uh, you know, in week three when we are going like, well, why don't other teams just do yeah. this if this is the philosophy? Yeah. We were like, is the, did they figure out the plan to beat this Eagles Run this slant yeah. on every single play. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Crabtree is good at doing that. Really good at so it. So you're going like, all right, well, I don't know what's in store. What I don't, what I do know and what you guys were saying is this was still a really good defense. And I feel like that's been lost in the, in the past couple of weeks. I don't think they played that bad against Seattle. I think a couple of calls got them. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I, and Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is Russell, and you. A great player make great plays. They were they did their most of their job through that entire game. The Rams, you know, it's Todd Gurley, and you had special teams moments. Things go the Rams' way during that game too. I don't think they played awful, but they didn't play great either. Yeah, you and know, they, they tightened they, up and made some big plays when needed in that game, game as well. Yeah. They won the game, and I don't know if that is because th- that's and it's partially. My fault, too, for getting, you know, my own mentality of like, all right, this defense needs to rally around Nick Foles. I don't think that's necessarily true anymore. I just think that they need to go back to playing good, sometimes great, sound defense. And I think this is a good opportunity, like you guys are saying. I'm I, the, the more I've thought about the road trips and where they have to go, just the, the distance, the time zones, all that stuff. I think it, and it's not an excuse for bad play, but you can also go like, okay, I know they're not that bad. And even if they are, that's probably the worst that you will see of them this season, hopefully. I, I think without question, like you said, John, I mean, it, you can't underrate it. Uh, these guys are human beings. They're football players. They're they're creatures of habit. They had to, A, play three row games, but B, spend a week and a half on the West Coast, completely out of your habit, completely out of the way you go about your business, all that type of stuff. I, I absolutely think that played a big role, John. I, I really do. And, and I'm with you, too. I think that these are all correctable things out there. This isn't, this is still a talented defense with a lot of talented players who just had a really bad game. And also I think that they probably potentially might've been putting too much on themselves. I think there was a lot of issues in that giants game, but having said that, I do think that for that reason, for this fan base, for their own confidence, I think it's crucial that they come out and really bring it on Monday night. Yeah. And just a little something. And I guess that's what we're asking you today too, is despite all the challenges that you've seen so far and you're looking at, you know, Ronald Darby and the social media stuff and going off, which I don't understand why you had to apologize after that. Me either. Uh, you're you're looking at all the other different challenges, the rest of the NFC East. Are you at the point now where you're just like, 
Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm tired of thinking about all the different scenarios that can happen and whatever. Screw it. The Eagles are winning anyway. Yeah. They're going to have two home fielded games, you know, here hopefully, and after that, can write off. Or is it just, you know, I'm. I'm not going to be there yet. I. I know statistically what they have in front of them is their best opportunity, their best window is is there. But I just don't believe that these guys are going to be kind of a part of what of a Super Bowl. Basically, well, if it's not there for you, you can't force it, right? I mean, if your if your heart isn't in it and you just don't believe, like I can't force you to believe, but you should have been there last night to be forced to believe, yeah, now, buddy. But uh, I think it's a spot where, look, you know, I get there's concerns with this team, but still, this is a special year. This is not something to just dismiss so easily. You don't go twelve and two, and possibly if they win these final two games, fourteen and two, fourteen and that's, two. That's great. And again, you get at least one home playoff game, and it's going to be you know after a bye. So, and then you you win that, you get another home playoff game. Those are going to be tough. You know, you look at this NFC playoff picture. No matter who the Eagles play, unless like the Lions somehow get in and somehow went on a run there. But even if they did that, I mean, then they would be playing good football. So it's the playoffs. I think that's kind of a funny thing when we talk about like which team do you you want to play the least? So it's like they're all good teams. You know, yeah. it's not like there's no there's no cakewalk in the playoffs. Um, so it's going to be uh, a tough spot for this team, but I think you know they with Nick Foles playing as well as he did against the Giants. You know maybe that does take some of the pressure off the defense. They don't have to play as well. They need to be better for sure, but they don't. Maybe they don't have to be this elite shutdown unit we thought they had to be. But I think overall, you know, there's still a lot of optimism to be had with this team. They they showed good things earlier in the year. You can't just be like, well, the defense sucks now, and that's it. Like that's too <laughs> yeah. like so. We're, we're totally just discrediting everything that happened earlier in the season. I think you know this team. Uh, they they haven't peaked yet. I don't think. I think you know they still have a lot of fight in them, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do down this run. Yeah, and John, I think you hit on something really important as well too. Is there any team you're afraid of facing here? I mean, is there any team that could come in here and you'd be like, oh, oh we can't beat those guys? No. Like, sure. Yeah, not for one game. The Saints, you know, sure, like... sure. The Saints have Drew Brees. He's better than Nick Foles. Sure. You know, Minnesota has a great defense. Sure. They also have Case Keenum. The Saints also stink on the road. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to believe that the – I mean, look, the Eagles will very likely be favored in every game they play again this season because they are at home and they're not playing any dominant football yeah. teams. So, uh, you know, I think that, that we are saying now that the Eagles not only – it is what, December 23rd today – the Super Bowl is what, February 6th, February 5th? The Eagles potentially don't have to play a game outside of this city until February 6th or whatever the Super good Bowl is. Good problem to have. It's yeah, a good an excellent problem to have. To have. <laughs> and, and again, you know, I think a, a spot where there's no comp- there's no real terrifying competition. Yeah, and I think the the being at home part is, is huge for this football team. I mean, that's still a thing that has not changed is since Carson Wentz in his rookie year. This was always a good home team. It has continued to be a good home team. They do play different. They're back in black on Christmas, which I love. Yeah, especially uh, with that the Raiders good. in town. Just I like take, that. Take, take the Raiders colors. thing from them. Yeah, yeah. just get I it out it. of there. I love Taking it. the green out of Christmas. That's right. The war on Christmas <laughs> continues. Yes. Uh, and you have this, you know, situation where, and you, you guys said it, I don't even know where their best football can be played because there's so many different changes. And that's the other thing is just you have – Darby, who's finally settling back in, even though he had a terrible game against the Giants. You have a, a lot of different moving pieces, especially with the offensive line now, because we're not sure if Wisniewski's going to go again. He's questionable again today, uh, limited in practice. So probably means a, a Warmack and Samalu combo. And 
that's where you start to think of all these different things. You're like, well, maybe they do need the rest. They need the rest real bad. They need that bye week as as much as I'm a firm believer in these guys and the, uh, the you know all of the NFC teams and the hottest hand that goes in, it's going to be the best in playoffs, but not in this situation. Not when you have a backup quarterback. Not when you have guys that are trying to get back into into football shape. They need the rest, and they need it for the injury purposes, too. Yeah, I think losing Wentz, th- this team is still good enough to do this when they lost Wentz. Obviously, you know, you're losing a league MVP, not just a team MVP. That is a crippling blow to any team. But I, I still think this team is is constructed to have a real chance, especially given the circumstances we've talked about with these games at home and no you know, crazy competition coming in. But I also think that that more so be, what you're saying, John, is crucial. Like you need, without Wentz, you need, there's so much less margin for error now. You need every little advantage you can get. And whether that's rest, whether that's home games, whether that's an extra week to prepare for teams, whatever it is, every little bit of extra, you know, uh, uh, advantage you can get, this team is going to need. And you look at past years, by the way, too, Look who's going to the, the championship games and to the Super Bowls. It hasn't been like six seeds or five seeds in recent years. Yeah. It's been pretty much chalk. The yeah. past Ones and years. twos. Yep. Ones and twos. So I think, you know. Which was weird because it wasn't that Forever, way. Forever. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. The Packers so, is a six seed. The Giants is a six yeah. seed. All these six seeds coming so in maybe winning rest, Super Bowls. you know, isn't this d- uh, detriment. You know, it's not about rust. I think maybe there's value in, in rest that, as we're seeing in more recent years, that's, that, you know, is valuable and, and is – uh, you know, a factor into the team's success and how far they can go. Uh, I know, I think it's interesting. We talked about this before about how, like, uh, I think Jimmy Kemsky did a post about, like, he looked back at how teams that rested their starters, not, you know, not talking about the bye, just right. in the final in week, week of the 17 season. or whatever. And I think the teams who did that went like three and six in the past, you know, so many years. But, like, to me, that's a little bit of, you know, it's, it's, it's like yeah. kind of a small sample it's, size. Yeah, like, I don't a, know if that tells me a it's lot. It's nine games. Yeah, and playoff games are usually close anyway. Right. Like, things can come down to the wire. Like, that doesn't tell you a lot. But it's it's an interesting thing, at least, to look at. Well, and the same thing with, like, well, you we, know, road teams in Thursday night football and how that was always Yeah, and then thing. this year, road teams are winning right and left. And yeah. now it's back to almost 50-50 well, again after, you know, so many years. So Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's a great point. I mean, we've seen it both ways. We've seen it many times where, like, that Giants team, that, that week 16, nothing to play for except to try and beat the Patriots. Patriots, they don't go undefeated. That team uses that game as fuel to make a run. And then you see the kind of flip side, you know, multiple times. We've seen it so many times where guys do rest their guys and it works out or don't. I mean, Jim Caldwell, that 14 and uh, 0 uh, Colts team, yeah, they said, and that didn't work out. So I do think, I really don't think there is a definitive, this is the right way to do it. Agree. No, yeah, there there isn't. Uh, I just think for, for this team, they need it in. In with the defense, too, because we've been talking about that as well. 888-729-9494 if you want to jump in. Are you still on board regardless that you know that there are challenges in front of this team? Or are you still concerned about a couple of things? We'd love to discuss that with you as well. Uh, is it, I, I know I listened to Jim Schwartz. I, I, we obviously saw the Giants game. Is it weird that Jim Schwartz didn't really take any blame this week for... The Giants debacle because I, that still bugs me. Even though we're almost ready for the Raiders to come in here, uh, I think when you go in and just blame your players, which rightfully so, definitely ripped them because they needed to. But uh, change things up, bud. You know, if it's not working, that's on you as well. If it's not weird in the sense that he's done this before. Like this is what Jim Schwartz does. He's mm-hmm. not the kind of guy who always just comes out there and and gives you like you know it's all on me. All he's, on not me. Reed, he's not Andy Reid. He's not Andy. He's not like. 
you know, it starts with me. He's I not no that guy. Job. And he clearly wasn't this week. And he, he said it was a lack of urgency. It was an issue. Well, guess what, Tim Schwartz? <laughs> like, that's partly on. That's a big. I mean, you, if your players aren't ready to play, that reflects on you. So, I mean, it's ultimately up to him. And, I, you know, I, I, the other thing that was annoying about that is, like, dude, like, you played this team in week three. They were doing the same thing. was coming. That yeah. they were doing. And you still couldn't stop it. So, I mean, he has to take a big burden on that and, and that those struggles. I mean, and you can blame the players and, like, Ronald Darby and all that, and, you, and they're part of it. But, like, dude, take your own part of the blame. Yeah, Sterling Shepard actually just caught a slant round and is still, oh, still, still running. Oh, okay. still, he's running down 95 but, but right I'm now. But I'm with you. Like, and, and I get that's not Schwartz's style or whatever, but, I mean, he had a, a atrocious coaching performance against that Giants team. I mean, especially considering what happened in Week 3, to come back and just get beat by the same plays over and over and over again and not adjust, especially when your personnel is built towards playing that other way, mm. towards press coverage, towards getting up and bumping these guys, and you're just letting them run slants all day, and then you're not tackling them on the slants. They're not tackling, fine, get on the players for that. The scheme itself was faulty and a bad plan, and that is on Jim Schwartz. And and look, I know that's not his style, but sometimes you got to step up and say, this is on me too, I messed up. Or just, what's the point of having press corners if they're not pressing? I, they, why draft Sidney Jones? Why draft Azul Douglas? Why Especially draft Especially with your defensive coordinator who has your hands so involved in the shaping of the defense, right? Like, that's his defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and that's always kind of like the uh, the worrisome part, right? If there's not a, if, if any team comes out and neutralizes the front four, like the Giants did, and like they've continued to do, and like that's, Green Bay did that two years ago. Yep. It's the same same thing. Like, there there has been a lot of times where, and again, I don't really have an answer to that other than like, well, maybe back off and play zone or something. Don't be as aggressive. Uh, have you have your corners press and have somebody back off? I, I don't I don't exactly know what it is, but try something different. Yes, you know it's yeah. It's, well, it's it's the whole like how many times like it's the biggest cliche in Philadelphia Eagles sports history. I don't even know what you're gonna say. You know exactly what I'm gonna say. It's the definition of insanity. Oh, oh I've never heard boy. that before. But yeah. but but in this case, it's true. It seems like Schwartz just seems to in this situation be banging his head against the wall and not really doing anything to change it up. And that's where you know you look at the last couple of weeks and you just think of all the different times that you you've seen him scheme in his life and how great he is yeah you know and that's not trying to you know completely throw him under the bus here but we've seen him derail you know the the falcons when they had the yes uh, the the highest tempo highest scoring offense almost in nfl history yes one of the great offenses in nfl history and he shut him down uh it's not as it doesn't sound as cool anymore but you know ben roethlisberger and pittsburgh steelers they still have incredible playmakers there's able i just it's so weird how in his career, he's always got these weird teams in spots. And I think it's just because, honestly, the Giants in Green Bay, Ben McAdoo came from Green Bay. It's the two offenses that run, and yeah. that's and the, the ones he struggles with. Like, yeah. like BLG pointed out, it's not that many quarterbacks can get the ball out in three seconds every single time, like or whatever it is. I mean, Eli, Aaron Rodgers, those are the type of guys where Eli certainly has his flaws, but getting the ball quick isn't one of them. You know, I mean, I think that, that the scheme that they run combined with the quarterback's ability to execute it is a bad mix, it seems like, for Jim Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, and also maybe maybe not have Malcolm Jenkins throw a tight end into and, and create a big play for yourself yeah. as well, too. There's some of that stuff. It's it's all around, but uh, I, I really do think there is a huge bounce back game coming against the Raiders, and I, 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 mainly because one, they're they're just they're bad, bad. They're, team. they're not a, they're not a good football team, and this is another thing Nothing I can't to figure play out either. Too. It's just 
Yeah. How, how how did it fall so quickly? Is it simply just an, an, an injury to Amari Cooper and then the constant new Tony Romo injury that's happening with Derek Carr? I, I can't figure out what happened to this football team, honestly. I think it was smoke and mirrors to begin with. I just don't think they were ever that great a team. I thought they had a they had they not thought they had a really good offensive line last season, like a, a great offensive line. Some injuries, it kind of hasn't progressed into this season, and then the Derek Carr kind of back and forth. And you know, I, I think outside of that, they just didn't really have anything. I mean, defensively, they have Khalil Mack and nothing. Yeah. I mean, they got one guy on defense, and I just think that. You know, they kind of got a little lucky that big game where they had the the two-point conversion that Del Rio went for to win, and I think that kind of charged them up. I just think it was a lot of uh, luck and things that rolled their way and kind of made them appear as a better football team than they actually were. And the offense just carried a really, really bad defense, and that defense still is bad. The defense didn't really change. It's they did still nothing. really bad. It's, it's just crazy. The offense used to be able to make up for that, and yep. now they can't. This defense ranks 32nd by football outsiders. They rank 27th. In yards per play allowed, it's not a good defense, like you said, outside of Khalil Mack, who's a very, 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 very <laughs> good pass play. rusher, Great and Bruce Irvin has 7.5 sacks. Like, they have some guys who can get after the passer, but for the most part, you can pass all over that secondary. So this could be another big game for Nick Foles. The Ooh. rule here is never fire Bill Musgrave, as, as we've learned <laughs> time and time again. 888-729-9494. If you want to get in, we'd love to hear from you. It is BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Screw The Eagles are winning anyway. That's how we feel this morning. It's how we were feeling last night. A lot of energy. Uh, again, a big thank you to everyone who came out for the We Were Right Before Christmas. And uh, a special Merry Christmas to uh, Kean Fahey and Scott Kazmar from <laughs> Football Outsiders. Uh, they got a welcome uh, greeting card, as you can check out on any one of our timelines at this point. But we had a, we had a great time last night, and uh, we are going to try and keep it rolling uh, throughout the weekend. Because, listen, it's Christmas. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to to have fun. And, you know, Glenn and uh, Rube obviously aired the grievances uh, for Festivus today, but we want to keep it joyful today because it it should feel that way, and it's I hate that all of the outside factors of what's happened. And trust me, I'm not I'm not saying like how oh, how dare you. I've questioned this team millions of times in a matter of two weeks. I've broken down into tears. I've gone uh, sky high in terms of optimism. I've been down in the dumps of it. I've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just think that at this point, I'm t- I'm, I'm mostly I'm just tired of feeling crappy about questioning everything because that's what we do and that's i'm not saying that you can't and you should it's how you should live your life i'm a big believer in questioning everything i just don't want to do it for a couple of weeks i just want to enjoy the season and what 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 this team has accomplished despite all the challenges it might have in front of yeah well when you think about like being a fan right it, it is first of all a choice it is a conscious choice that we say hey i want to root for this team and have fun, right? I mean, it is a choice to have fun, you would think. Uh, John, I'm with you, especially because, look, you know, we talked a lot about the feeling around this team this season, right? Like, I feel like the vast majority of the people who have been uber, super positive, people who believe that this is the year, all that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. has come more from anything. Obviously, Wentz was a big part of it, but I think more from anything, it's come from the feel of this team this year. It's just, as BLG said before, it's felt like a special season. Like there's been that 
that something, that je ne sais quoi, as it were, you know? The, uh, a two, oui. You don't rehearse on the show, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Um, you know, there's been that certain thing where it's just, it's felt different. It's felt special. It's felt, you know, separate from other runs. And, you know, just because Carson Wentz goes down doesn't mean that has to end. It's, it's definitely an impediment. It's definitely another hurdle for this team. They have to clear the biggest one yet, in my mind. But it does not mean that they can't do this. They still can't do this. They are they are still good enough, and the situation they are in is still good enough that it can happen. And this team has a lot of fight to them, too. That's, what, that's how I think of any game they are in at any point for the rest of this season. I think they have a, a fighting chance in any game. You go into any game knowing that, all right, you know, Carson Wentz goes down. You have Big V. There's some definite weaknesses here. Mm-hmm. Might not win this game, but it's probably going to go down to the wire. And that's all you can ask for, right? Especially in the playoffs. Because like I said, a lot of these playoff games are close. You're not just going into the playoffs and blowing out teams. Maybe in the wild card round. Maybe in the first round. Maybe. You're not getting to the champion, the, the conference championship game, most likely, and just smoking the other team. So he's going to be tough games. And this team has been some tough games now. And they have that experience. And I think they have that personality and that fight to get through it and we and then that was one of the one of the most impressive things about that Rams game is that quarterback goes down they could have easily folded the yep. fan base folded yeah me Everyone and John were like, yeah. did. I mean who we cared about folded. the game <laughs> like who cared about the game at that point you couldn't but, but they didn't because they fought back and even though that defense didn't play as well as they could have for most of the game they stepped up when it counted the most Chris Long gets that strip sack Rodney McLeod recovers it and they end up winning the game. So this team has a lot of fight to them. I don't think that's just a cliche. I think it's something we've seen. And that's another thing that I think shows that no matter how many people get hurt, the effort's going to be there for the most part. I know there was some lack of urgency in the most recent game, but again, they fought back and won that game despite being down. So this team doesn't give up, and I think that's a, a great thing. Yeah, and I would never try to sell you on, hey, Nick Foles started his entire year. This team would be no different. It would be the same. Uh, but I did something last night that I never thought I would say. I do believe in Nick Foles for five games. Me too. And that's all you need. That's the point of having a backup quarterback as the, as the oh, you can already hear it in BLG's mm-hmm. rumble. That is, I, it sounds weird because, listen, uh, we fought against Nick Foles for so long to get Carson Wentz. A guy like Carson Wentz in here. A franchise quarterback that should be celebrated. I think they can do it for, for four more games, you know, four or five more games. Just get us, get us there, man. I, and I, I know that it's the, I'm not looking, it's, it doesn't even need to take a Christmas miracle. Just don't make mistakes. I I know you're not going to make all the different types of throws. Let's, let's do it. You know, you can, you can do it, Nick. Look, we all know that 27 and two was about as fluky a thing that has ever happened in the history of this sport. Like it's an amazing, you know, he had a great year. He didn't make as many mistakes as he has in other years, whatever. But like, that was a fluke. But what we have seen is that Nick Foles is good enough to go on runs. Like he is good enough to be good enough to have a good team around him and win games. He has shown that. I mean, look at his record in Philadelphia for what it's worth. However you want to take it. I mean, he's a winner here. And, and I I'm, I get oh, it. Just I you get had it. to, you had I get to it. say that. I get it. I get it. But I'm saying, like, the sense of all we need, like you said, John, is five games, potentially only against one team, it being maybe the Patriots or whoever, that truly scares you. With the supporting cast around him, and and I'll say it, with the head coach at the helm running things, yeah. like I think you have to believe, especially with Doug, my biggest thing with Foles, why I, I want to believe and theoretically can believe, 
is how long Doug Peterson has, has had this guy and known him. He was his quarterback coach when he was a rookie. Like, that stuff does matter. If anyone knows Nick Foles' strengths and weaknesses, it's Doug Peterson. Yeah, I, th- I absolutely think that. And that's, I think, where my belief is more in. Because even before all of this different stuff happened, I would made a comment that I don't think Doug Peterson has gotten enough credit for what he's done this yeah, season and, and and from before. And there was this yeah. who deserves more. Is it him or is it Wentz type of thing? And if it is even equal, then that's another thing that you just have to believe in. in DeFilippo and we'll get into the window talk too because there's been some rumblings about Jim Schwartz leaving and DeFilippo leaving. And we'll get into that as well. It's BGN Radio, 888-729-9494. Let's go to our good friend Hunter in Melbourne. What's up, Hunter? Hey, guys. Happy uh, holidays to all of you. You too, bud. Hey, I, um, I, I've written uh, some poems back uh, maybe five, ten years ago, Eagle poems that got printed in the newspaper, and uh, I was just inspired by this season, and I wanted to share uh, what I, what I oh, wrote please, this year. Oh, please do. So it goes like this. As the season began, expectations were not high, but the fans were ready to sing Fly, Eagles, Fly. They started the season one win and one loss, and Jake Elliott's game winner made him the boss. They proceeded to run off nine wins in a row. This team really knows how to put on a show. Blowing out teams by 20 points or more, this offense has so many ways to score. Then Howie brought the J train here, giving defenses another weapon to fear. With a three-headed monster and a balanced attack, this offense was rolling and never looked back. Alshon and Jernigan signed contract extensions. The future looks bright in many dimensions. Carson Wentz went down, and Nikki Six stepped in. He left Giants Stadium with a 34-29 win. With one more win, the playoffs run through Philly, where the Eagles will make those dome teams look silly. A third trip to the Super Bowl would be a dream come true, but a parade down Broad Street is way overdue. Wow. Hey. Fantastic. Wow. That was under. That's terrific work. Uh, that's way better than Spike Eskin's slam poetry. Yeah, from last man, night. which was Excellent. good, too. Well, well done, sir. That's, see, then that's, that, that's the vibe we're looking for here. It's just that, uh, that, that, that Christmassy feel, and, and a parade down Broad Street sounds perfect to end that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, Happy Hunter. holidays. Thanks Appreciate for sharing it, man. that, Hunter. Uh, that, was, that was terrific work that was right there. Yeah, work. yeah. You don't always, uh, you don't always know which direction it's going to go <laughs> when they called and say I wrote a poem. Yeah, I but... thought there was going to be a dilly dilly in yeah, there at I some point. I did too. I thought but, this. He yeah. went, but he went and make dome teams look silly. I yeah, thought that yeah. was a clever yeah. move. Oh, I like that. Move. Good work. By I totally Hunter, thought though. he was going dilly dilly, filly filly, <laughs> something in there. Uh, and that's just you know kind of the the vibe that's. Starting to feel a little bit, and maybe it's just that you know we there's cookies and there's fireplaces and eggnog. Even though people think it's trash for some reason, but eggnog is delicious. First of all, first and foremost, eggnog's good. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, oh that's right because it's it's uh, well for you it's even. I I would love your holiday uh, while uh, you know everybody's celebrating because it's Chinese food and. Oh, Christmas. That's what Glenn was telling. Literally, me the other day. Chinese food and movies. That is what we do on movies. Christmas. I don't know why I said Christmas. Yeah, Chinese food and movies is is a uh, a Jewish Christmas, and there's literally <laughs> nothing better. It is. I look forward to it every year. So, uh, and there's with um just the the cheerfulness now that I'm I'm kind of feeling off of Hunter's vibe here. I almost think that I, I I've been looking for a different X factor this entire time too of what can glue it together. 
Is it crazy that they wouldn't start Sidney Jones at some point? He's healthy. He's practicing. Wouldn't it be weird if they didn't activate him before the playoffs started? Yeah, I mean, at this point, and and again, we've talked about this on the podcast at BGN underscore radio, the concept of, you know, the Wentz injury right before Peterson comes out to announce what we all knew, that it was an ACL tear and all that stuff. They put the team puts out, hey, Sidney Jones is back in practice. Like it just felt it felt purposeful. It felt like, hey, Wentz is down. But here's some good news, too. Uh, all of that doesn't seem like something you would do unless you're really considering br- considering bringing him back onto the roster and playing. And look, we've talked about this defense needs to carry the day. If 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 Sidney Jones is healthy, and and I know I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you can't just throw him out there after not playing all season and stuff. I don't know, man. He's really talented. Like he is really talented. And if they feel like he is fully healthy, I don't know if you start him. But I would be really happy with him being that extra CB on that roster. I'd be shocked if they started I don't him. think, yeah, yeah, I don't I think mean, he'll start. That's, that's just be in rotation somewhere. I go back yeah. to last week when Jim Schwartz said it was like his first week of OTAs. That To me, that's not a signal of, this guy's really close to being back <laughs> Very on the true. field. Yeah. Very you know, true. Like, I Very don't true. think they're that point. I think, I mean, it would be great to see him activated, though. Even if he's not playing, you know, a, a lot even. But even you can do, I mean, here's the dream scenario. I mean, I mean, the dream scenario is he comes in, he starts right away, he's a lockdown corner. But realistically... Just to see him play against Dallas. Let's say the Eagles have everything locked like up. That. They just put him out there and they see what he's got. I think that's what the goal and what would be great for this team to kind of just get one game to evaluate him. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're. That's all. I, him and and Nate Sudfeld, honestly, Nate too. Steadfeld. Steadfeld. I would say though, with that, I mean, like, let's you know, look around the league. There is an example, and granted, not coming off an Achilles tear, but Marshawn Lattimore is potentially the defensive rookie of the year is having a shutdown corner type season. And that is a guy who missed a lot of time last year as well with hamstrings. Wasn't, you know, a hundred percent healthy going in. So, I mean, at least there is some sort of precedent for, for that type of talent stepping in and just being really good right away. Yes. And uh, we will get more into that. Plus we're going to break down a little more in this Raiders game. Plus your phone calls, 888-729-9494. It's BGN radio right here on sports radio, 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Especially uh, speaking of grievances, I just saw Jack Fritz, who's producing this fine program. Your personal Philly sports narratives airing of grievances that are ranked. Number one, the people that play in the defense's regression on the electric slide. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, it's a oh, thing. Oh, stop my God. There's it. people in the media here oh my God. who think that because they did the electric slide a month ago, that that's why the defense has suffered. Huh. Wow. Uh, two, the firebred brown people. I would I would probably put that number one. Yeah, those people are egregious. Uh, well, Freddie Truthers would have been number one, but... Bye, Freddie. It's not baseball season, so I couldn't, I couldn't put Freddie. <laughs> Bye, Freddie. Freddie truthers are just not only – they're not only completely wrong, but they're also loud about being completely yes. wrong, which yes. is equally annoying. I agree with you. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie Galvis, God bless him. I always loved him. Uh, couldn't hit a baseball. No. That's the problem. If yeah. Freddie Galvis is on the Pirates, no one would know who he <laughs> it's is. It's a great point. You're absolutely right. And now that he's on the Padres, no one will know who no, he is. We'll, no, we'll forget about Freddie in about a month. 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer, and Brandon Lee Gowton, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, all hanging out with you. It's good to David in New Mexico. David, what's up, buddy? How are you? 
Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that good stuff. Thank you, Sarah. Good to hear from you, pal. Um, one thing. Um, who is Elliot Shore Parks, and why is he on the air? <laughs> Whoa. Wait, what? How come he? Oh, Jack, Jack in there. Uh, dude, I don't dude, mind. I, I don't mind ESP. Is... I don't know why everybody hates him so much. Oh <laughs> my! Have you heard him? Oh my goodness! I like him as a person. That, I'm a let fan me, of yeah, him as a person. Exactly. I think uh, he's a really all, good guy. We always fight when it comes yeah. to the takes. Yeah I, I, yeah, I don't agree. I'm with you on his takes, David. Well, let's go. There. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, he's the most annoying. But I, I'm, I'm glad you guys have the, see that there's a human side to him. Because if I saw him, I'd probably just smack the crap out of him. <laughs> oh, my oh, oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. David's but anyway, anyway, getting no, to be on a little more of the positive note, um, everybody is is saying that. The key to Eagles' victory is going to be the play of Nick Foles. And uh, though I agree that it's going to be a big part of it, the Eagles are going to have to run the ball. This defense plays better with a lead. And if they can get a lead, this defense actually, you know, responds a little bit better. I don't think they're very good at coming back from behind and whatnot, although they've done it. Although, David, I will say to to you, and I don't know if you guys feel this way too, I don't Mm -hmm. think Doug is going to give anybody more than 12 carries a game, and you're going to maybe see – 28 collectively at the most, unless they do have the lead, like you're saying, and then they have a fourth quarter where they just run the football. Well, and I think that's the wrong. I, I think that's the. I think that's the wrong option. I mean, especially coming up with the Raiders. Okay, now the Raiders' defense is Swiss cheese. We all know this. Yes. All right. There's nobody in that secondary that scares anybody in the NFL. We all know this. But in order to wear down a good defense that we're going to have to face later on in the playoffs, we need to run the ball. Jay, Jay Ajayi and Blunt and Clemens, that triple head needs to run the ball. And if it's 12 carries apiece, make it 15 carries apiece and have Foles, Foles <laughs> through the ball in the middle of the field. We're running we 45 okay. times, we baby. We should be okay. Hell yeah. Exotic smash yeah. map, baby. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding because most of the time, the best, way to, the best way to beat a good defense is to wear them down and frustrate them. David, you know? I actually and, and, I agree know. with you conceptually speaking. I think that – they do need to do a good job of running the ball to help Foles, to help. Like you said, they are better playing from a lead defensively, all that type of stuff. You just also got to realize that the way these teams, especially look, the Raiders, sure, Dallas, sure, you're facing teams like the Vikings in the playoffs, potentially, teams with legitimate, legitimate defenses that are not going to, they're not just going to say, all right, you can run the ball. Like, that. the Vikings have a terrific run defense. So I, I agree with you conceptually, but mm-hmm. it's not always going to be, you know, a possibility to just pound the ball down teams' throats. Well, and, and, and the main reason why is because the head coach is the quarterback. And why would he not want to throw the ball? I understand he wants to put I, I, I think it's a lot of David, poles. I think it's a little bit of that. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Listen, it's a different NFL. That hasn't been true in a long time. Yep. It is. I will. The only time that this year that I've agreed, agreed with a PFF take, running is overrated. It's not that it is. Uh, you shouldn't do it. It's not It's not saying that. I do think it's a little overrated. I have a quick thing on the ESP thing, by the way. Oh. He's, clearly, he's clearly big fans of you guys, but he, you know, he did crop Jack Fritz out of a picture. Like, <laughs> oh, and, oh. oh and, that's why the dinging happened. That's right. And, I forgot. Uh, and he unfollowed me on Twitter. Oh, so I no. guess, you know, oh, I guess he's, uh, he just, he's fans of you two. It's, it's uh, BLG's grievance there, right? It's a, it's Got like the unfollow a, from ESP. John, we're split here. This is a 50. This is, this is here a we go again. split. Uh, here we go the again. The text thread's going to be broken later. On today. Let's go to Daryl in East Norton. Daryl, what's going on, bud? How are you? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Great program. Thanks, man. A couple things I wanted to talk about looking ahead to the playoffs. First of all, next week, let's assume that we take care of business Monday night. Mm -hmm. Next week, you do not 
rest the starters more than a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Has nobody in this league learned anything from the genius in New England? You cannot go three weeks between playing meaningful football. You just cannot take a game off. You can't because you're getting that week off for the bye week. And this team is not a proven team of veterans that knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. You have to play next week, and you have to play it with intensity because that's what's going to sustain you through that bye week that you worked so hard to get. So you rest for the bye week. But next week, I would take it as an opportunity to shore things up, I would take it as an opportunity to perhaps send a message, and I would really play balls out to knock the crap out of Dallas. Darryl, That's number one. Daryl, I, I, first of all, I, I don't know if – I'm guessing there will be disagreement in this room on this, but I actually agree with you for the most part. I do think that – I mean, resting your guys is, is somewhat overrated in these situations. I do think that a lot of times there is more detriment than positive from it. Having said that, I do think with Nick Foles, I mean, when you are looking at Nate Studfeld as your backup quarterback, a guy who has never taken the field in the NFL yet, I do think that not partially because you don't want to get Foles hurt, but just as much because you need to get Nate Sudfeld some NFL reps. I think you can play Foles maybe half that last game, a quarter, but I do think you need to get Sudfeld in there as well. I, I think you get Sudfeld in in the fourth quarter, but I keep everybody else in that game as Especially, especially the defense. And on that point, would you guys agree that with all of the injuries and what we've achieved, that this is something of a magical season? A little bit, Daryl. And that's where I've I've come to the conclusion too. Too is just it, it. And James has said this multiple times, but it, BLG, it feels like those unexpected times when you're like, all right, this isn't going to come, and then all of a sudden your quarterback is the MVP. Then he goes down. Then Nick Foles, just la-di-da, no problem. It's a bad Giants offense. We're going to take care of it. And, yeah, there's we've talked about the defense and making up from the end. No one expects this team to get there now. Well, here's the thing about when you talk about is this a special year. I mean, you look at the Raiders of last year who won, what, they were 12-4. and four. This yep, team yeah. could, you know, I mean, this team could, well, hopefully not. But, you know, this team could be around there. And it doesn't, like, success in one year does not guarantee future success it's just not how the nfl works so i think that's something you have to keep in mind going forward with this year and why this is such a special year it's i mean i know i think i was talking about on the podcast a little bit johnny about how you know it's uh you're playing with house money i don't think i fully agree to the same extent because this is a special year to make the most of what you have now yeah you you really do and that's kind of why we're gonna ask this next question do you want the vikings to win or not today because if they don't for some reason, you know, granted, we're, we think it's, it's you know, re- relying on Brent Hundley is going to be a little tough here. But if they don't, now this makes this, you know, it fast forwards everything of what Daryl was talking about. We'll get into it. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. There's the drums I was looking for. Was... You're a second <laughs> or two early. Uh, uh, I thought Daryl brought up a pretty good point on where you're going from, okay, you need these guys to stay hungry, but 
one injury is going to change all of that. Again, they're at that a critical point where you can ride this thing out with Nick Foles, but if you know if it's Lane Johnson that ends up going down, or if it's you lose Alshon Jeffrey, you lose somebody else on the defense, then it really, really, really matters moving forward. And I'm still of you know what? I would rather take the rust. I would rather take my chances of being down for a quarter and a half, uh, and, a half and not. You know, having them come out dead, as we all like to say, versus risking any other injuries at this point, which it gets a little longer if a miracle in Green Bay happens today. Because if Green Bay takes care of business, there's nothing to play for on Monday, and that's it. So two things. Do you want the Vikings to lose before this awesome moment where we can all celebrate together and have a huge Christmas party on Monday night? Or would you rather just go, you know what, just lock up home field advantage, just just get rid of it, it's fine, and, we, and you move on from there, and then you have that discussion. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting and tough question because my heart says, yeah, I want to celebrate Monday night. I want to, you know, all win it together. It's Christmas. This will be so cool. But my head says, don't be an idiot. Take the number one seed. Yeah. Anything could go wrong. Like, get the number one seed. Lock it up. So I'm I'm really torn on it. Luckily, or unluckily, whatever you want to call it, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think it's so unlikely that the Vikings don't beat the Packers tonight. But uh, if it did, uh, I would. I think I would just, I think you'd take it. I think you'd take whatever you can to get the number one seed. And I think you play your guys against the Raiders either way, even if it doesn't matter as much for, from, it doesn't matter at all from a winning perspective. I do think that, I do think that three weeks alone off from playing football is more than enough. A month off, like you can't take these guys off the field for a full month. I just, I don't think that works in practicality. Yeah, I'm looking at it like if the Packers do the unexpected and they somehow upset the Vikings, great. The Eagles have the one seed. That's awesome. How could you be possibly be exactly. bummed about that? But if they don't, it's like, all right, whatever. Just go beat the Raiders, and then we get on Monday night. You're set. So I think uh, when it comes to resting the starters, though, in the event that somehow the Packers do pull it off and they win, they beat the Vikings, the game's in Lambeau. I mean, who knows? Sure. But probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, I think an interesting thing to do would to be almost to – well, obviously, here's the thing. When we're talking about resting starters – it should be an automatic that guys with nagging injuries yes, aren't playing like that. Absolutely, there's no like rust. That, like that's not no, that doesn't enter. Like if I agree a hundred percent. Like was like Wisniewski, he's doing with an ankle thing. Yeah, just sit him. Don't play him. I agree. Like, don't worry about rust. Like no, like he just if someone's banged up and they're kind of iffy, yeah, they can't play. But when it comes to the guys who are healthier, uh, when it, when it comes to that, I think it would be interesting if almost if the Eagles rested their players for a good amount against Oakland. And then played him against Dallas. And then Ooh. played against Dallas, especially because Dallas is going to need that game. Ooh. Maybe you want to knock them out. And that way you're you're spacing out the rest, yes. too. Yes, you're so kind of playing week like, off, get week, your rest. week off, week off. Yeah, I like exactly. that. So that's, I don't think that's like realistic. And I don't, again, I don't think the Packers are going to win. So I don't even think the opportunity is going to be there. But it's something to think about. And uh, one other thing, I mean, in this whole discussion, like, Whatever they do, they're not giving up active roster spots. Like, there are going to be starters who are still going yeah. to have to play. Like, you can't just sit everybody. NFL rosters right. don't work that way. So, like Brandon said, 46. I think you're going to yeah, exactly. you have I think, seven guys who are inactive. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think you're going to have to go in and say, all right, well, we're sitting these guys. We're going to play these guys. There's still going to be those types of decisions no matter what anyway. So, it should be interesting. Fellas, 
You rest everybody. I knew he was coming with that. There's no, I mean, like there is nothing you are going to gain out game? of seeing what you're so going to go against the Raiders. Well, all right, go ahead. I'm, no, I'm just saying. So you're you're implying that if the Packers win tonight, yeah. you, you just sit nobody plays at all, um, at all. So you're saying a month off fact, before the don't even the come out of the locker room. No, <laughs> I, 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 forfeit the game. Yeah, I'm saying sim the game. You want if if you if for this team to do what we hope it believes we it can do. You need the depth to play as many, many snaps as possible. Nate's, Nate's, uh, yeah. I want to see Nate in there for, for three and a half quarters. Throwing studies. I, you know, if you want to take these guys out for a drive or two just to get them loose and to keep it, and, and it's like the first preseason game of the year, and it's that, I'm fine with it. But, like, you can't risk injury. You can't. Sorry. Like, it's just you, you have to get the other guys' reps to get in there because you're going to need them at some point. I want to see Sidney Jones for three or two weeks before you go into the season just to see where he's at and see, you know, if he if he's comparable that you can throw him in there when maybe if Jalen Mills is struggling and you just need him in for a snap or just to cover a certain guy that's killing you on the defense. There's no reason to have this team go out there and just try and, you know, light well, some things up. You can't say there's no reason. The reason being very to, little reason. Yeah, excuse well, me. And you're I mean, I I get what you're saying, and I, I do Look, an injury to Nick Foles or something like that, it's all over. I mean, let's be real, yeah. you know? But um, I don't think that you can go in and just play against that in that way. You can't just be like, oh, I can't put – these are football players. This is the NFL. Like, I- I'm not going to play guys for a month. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, we thought this was the NBA. My bad. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all right. Thank you for pointing out my obvious <laughs> statement. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but, I, look, I get what you're saying, and I, I agree in theory that, that injuries are this team's – um, you know, and, and you can only withstand so many. I mean, obviously losing Wentz, but you've lost Sproles, you've lost Jason Peters, you've lost Jordan Nicks, you've lost key crucial pieces to this team that really can't be replaced. Um, but even still, man, I, I can't I can't let my guys not play for a month and then go play a playoff game. 888-729-9494. It is BGN Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, and of course, Brandon Lee Gowton, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. As we go to Josh in Parksburg. Josh, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? You're doing great, my man. What's on your mind today? Um, uh, first of all, Seltzer, I listen to your show every day during the weekday. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Josh. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling us. Um, I just want to bring up a point I was thinking about for the playoffs. Um, I'll make it quick. Um, I don't want the Cowboys to get in because if they're in, if we, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer as well, but um, if the Cowboys get in, and they beat us, that'll kill us for sports talk radio just for a whole <laughs> it will, year. It will kill our souls yeah. is what it yeah. will do, It's going to be real bad. Uh, also, don't, we can't lose the NFC championship game, especially at home, because that'll scar our franchise again. Ooh, see, I don't know if I, I – I don't think it's going to scar anything. I think it's going to keep everybody real hungry. I'm a very uh, big believer in lose, no. lose the championship cha- game, don't <laughs> lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, it's, I love don't that. lose at all. I love that theory. You do have a good point on the hunger, but it will, you know what I mean, no, another loss in the championship game. And just one more point, it would kill me. We have to win it all, in my opinion. We have to win it all because it would absolutely kill me if the Patriots got their second dynasty from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that would well. That's I. I hear what you're saying, Josh. That won't happen because the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to beat them before they get there. Oh, but uh, I, yeah, flames it, just came out of John's hot, mouth as he hot said flames that. Flames on this Saturday afternoon. Um, I I don't know if it's it, it. That's the weird thing about this season. 
We now have expectations of Super Bowl, but we didn't have them at the beginning of the season. There's no way that's possible. So uh, that's where I'm a little different here. I'm already satisfied. I'm, I, and it's not a roll-the-dice situation and it's house money and, like, who cares? We didn't have this in the first place. Yeah. I still want them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm still striving for all that. But I'm e- even with what's coming in the different coaching changes that we'll get into, I'm sure, in a little bit, I, I still feel like this is a great football team with a good window that, you know, they might not be back here this year. I get it. I still think it's the best chance, but I'm not going to be crushed if they don't win the Super Bowl this year. Well, as long as they have Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, as, you know, <laughs> as some might find that funny to hear at this point. Dougie P! Well, not at this point, but going back in time. I mean, this team does have a window, so you can't be, like, totally down on them. But it's hard to be as high on them if they're going to be losing flip, if they're going to be losing some of these assistants, some of the some of the depth players on the team, like... Trey Burton, losing Trey Burton himself doesn't, like, cost this team a lot, but losing him and Bo Allen, and let's say, I think they can keep Bradham, but let's say they don't. I mean, like, right. those little things will start to add up, and losing Patrick those Robinson, like all Robinson, the, yeah, those things start to add up if you can't keep some of those guys, and it's going to be tight situation in the cap space. Earlier this week, the Eagles, uh, they adjusted Brandon Brooks' contract yeah. just to save, like, 500 k Why do that? Because they need every amount they can get yes. at this point. They're they're under the cap by $4 million projected to be at this point and look they can do things to clear that up they're not doomed in that sense and and part of the reason speaking of people out there who like to talk about the Eagles future contract situation the cap situation and try to raise concern about that and kind of concern troll couldn't people, possibly be bringing this up because you he did he unfollowed you this week yeah so um but seriously <laughs> part of that reason is and this is goes to and this isn't just a shot at that it's also going to a point about this here looking forward 20 of the 22 starters on this Eagles team on a possibly a 14 and 2 team if they win out are locked up through 2018 and one of those starters who isn't is LeGarrette Blunt and like is he really even a starter at this right. point and you have Jay Ajayi here mm-hmm. so you could really just say it's one and it's Bradham and I think they can get a deal done with him so you have this core in place there's definitely reason to have optimism about this team going forward it's just hard because like you can't expect this special of a year to happen, ne- not just to forget next year. Ever. Like, yeah, well, maybe not you're ever, no, but, but like you a never long know. time. Like yeah. the point being that, look, I'm 36 years old. I've never seen the Eagles team go 14 and two. That's never happened to me yeah. in my lifetime. I mean, it is special. And I'm with you, John, in the sense that, and I think you kind of hit it on the head with the fact that we came into this season saying like nine wins, 10 wins. Hey, a playoff game would be nice. Maybe a playoff win, whatever. Expectations change, but you have to go back and remember that and look at the fact that this team could go 14 and 2, 13 and 3. They already have a first round bye. They are very likely to be the number one seed in the playoffs. Like, we have a chance to see this Eagles team play a meaningful playoff game at home. I mean, I think all of that type of stuff, you want to win it all, you get this close, you get the opportunity to have potentially two home games to yeah. play in the Super Bowl. Like, of course, you want to grab it and, and just, you know, not let it go. But I don't think that you can look at this. I mean, and obviously, you know, if they lose, you know, a gut-wrenching loss, it's going to be tough. But oh, yeah. I don't think you can possibly look at this season as a disappointment. 888-729-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Rodriguez in Middletown. What's up, bud? Oh, God. What's up, guys? Rodriguez! Como estas? Hey, mi amigo! Mi amigo! Mi amigo! Como estamos? Bien, y tú? Ah, yo estoy muy bien. Gracias con los Eagles. Hey, listen. Mira. Why do we need to, why do we need to, listen, we don't need to arrest anybody. We have a bye. 
We have a buy. Well, yeah, it's I mean, not. It's we, it, that, the, of course, you're going to have the buy going into it, but like, uh, there's just the, the risk of injury. It just seems the 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 that outweighs more than anything in my mind right now. The risk of not coming back after two weeks and they're rusty. That's worse. I think if we have a buy, let's play the Cowboys. Let's let's totally eliminate them. Let's crush them completely. Because we don't, I mean, we don't want to give them a chance of resurrection. No, we want to completely eliminate them. And we still got the buy, and we could still rest. Well, I mean, three in 1,000 chance there. You know, I mean, they, they have to – Dallas has to have so many things go yeah. right for them by it's the like time they get things, to that right? game. They have to win their two games, and then I think there are like seven or eight other other games that have to go exactly – the Falcons to lose Yeah, exactly this way for the, the Cowboys to get through. a spot. But I think that's what's going to happen. And, and can I make a comment about the Sixers, man? Sure, real quick, absolutely. It, it's just horrible. I mean, this <laughs> I, I don't want well to know said, what Rodriguez. process well they're said. talking about. It, it's terrible. Um, listen, they have right now they have a, a star player who can't play, only could play every other three games or whatnot. They have a, another star player who can't shoot. They got these uh, 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 Marco folks who can't even play in the NBA. I mean, he was horrible when he played in the summer league. Hold on. He wasn't horrible. And second of all, it's summer league. I yeah, mean, yeah. like, let's not get carried away horrible. here. That's, and even then, he no. wasn't horrible. I mean, he showed some legitimate scoring ability at and times there, some there struggles too. too. And I mean, it's summer yeah. league. Can, Listen, summer all, league. Summer all, league. That's all, all you need to say. All I want people to do, wait till January, come back and see me. Yeah, buddy. Because it happens every freaking year like it just there it takes time for all those things to come together shout out to january 2016 yeah seriously (laughs) they are always trying to figure out the best things that are and aren't going to work you've lost jj reddick i don't trust ownership either i don't really get what they're doing but at the same time i just know that as soon as Joel Embiid gets back there there are going to be it's going to be fun again. I, I promise. I promise it's going to be fun. I don't know if it's going to be fun tonight at 5.30, but it'll get close to that, and we'll have to keep our eye on it as well. Let's go to Chris in Chats Ford. Chris, what's going on, bud? Hey, I grew up uh, near Green Bay and still get back there a lot, and there's a revenge factor going for that game tonight. After oh, well, of course. It. Yeah, they're the ones Anthony who knocked Rodgers out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are fights and bars on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no love lost, as they like yeah. to say, right? Green Bay's not going to lie down tonight. They're not going to lie down, I, yeah, but I, just, uh, I also don't think they've got enough to firepower <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I, Minnesota's just I a don't. much better football team across the board. I'm afraid you're right, but I hope you're wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, we no, do, we too. do, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris, we're with you, brother. Okay. Take care, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks the, for the call, well, man. And is, I well, mean, Packers action. Is Chris suggesting that there might be more of like, we're out of the playoffs, but... We're, we might give you the, the clothesline or the, the forearm yeah, I think, shiv. I think the... he's suggesting, hey, you knocked Aaron Rodgers out. We have one chance to maybe keep you from getting a bye or doing yeah. whatever. Like, screw you. We're going to take you down. I think that's what he's suggesting. I think, sadly, Brett Hundley is playing quarterback. <laughs> yes, that's it's true. With that. But that's speaking of Green Bay, because I think that's a perfect example of Windows. I'm a huge fan of Windows. He loves Windows. Uh, Not a Linux guy. The... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, I'm a fan of just walls that you can't oh, see yeah. through. That seems about right. You screaming in a room with a, you know, four walls. And all. <laughs> the um, Aaron Rodgers always gives you a window. We know that. It's been established for a long time. They got close last year. You know, they, they, they rolled right into the NFC Championship game. Their best bet was to win, you know, 
back uh, before Aaron Rodgers was getting dinged up when they had a much better team around him, if we're being honest. it's It doesn't look the same as it does now. Yeah, Jordy Nelson is going to be there. He's He's been ineffective without him there. Uh, but at the same time, you just know when it's the best chance, and you've seen that a couple of times already. Rodgers has gotten him back there close a, a couple of different times. Yeah. But, but it's, well, it's funny because you know. the one they won – was basically Rodgers doing it on his own. You know, yeah. it was when they were like 15 or 16 guys on, on IR, the most ever for a team that ended up winning the Super Bowl. So it is kind of interesting. And, I, and that's what we always talked about with Wentz, with the idea of like, if if you have 11 out there on the field, you've always got a chance, no matter what happens. And I do think there that Aaron Rodgers does that. We saw it in that game in Dallas last year and then whatever, the second round of the playoffs. And, it, you know, where Aaron Rodgers just won that football game. He was like, I'm, I'm going to win this game you're not going to beat me. I don't care who's around me. I'm winning this game. And that year is what I'm saying. People had no matter the feel of it was just like, I just think this is the Packers best chance to go in and win because of all the other factors that were around the NFC East at that time. And then they had the stumble against the Seattle and all all that stuff. You just kind of know that despite all of the different things that have happened to that Packers team or this team, uh, that's where I got to go and look at this and be like, yeah, Nick Foles is going to have to, you know, bite bite that stiff upper lip and just keep on rolling. And I think this is still the best window for the Eagles. We'll get back into it. Plus your phone calls. BGN Radio, 888-729-9494. Right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sean Brace from Fox 29 and also phillyinfluencer.com coming up. At 2.45, we'll do the special edition of NFL Picks because there is uh, some in-game action today. We get the Saturday football, which is always fun. Unfortunately, it's Love against it. you know some pretty crappy teams. But Ravens, Colts, baby! Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, it's so funny. I was thinking about that the other day, just how... Uh, I, I was so much in love with Jacoby Percent. You love that guy. I thought that was going to be like the next steal and the, the the Drew Brees, the the Russell Wilson second, third round pick that's going to become an ultimate starter. He's not quite there yet. No, but I like him. I think he's okay. I mean, yeah. look, he, we always talk about how much Andrew Luck does to lift that crap team up around him. I, I You know, Brissett doesn't have a lot to work with. I think he's doing a decent job out there. And this is, uh, I think that's a prime landing spot for one, John Filippo. Oh, I mean, Pagano's gone. Yeah, he's like, gone. No I matter. think if their first phone call isn't to him, I would be shocked at that point. Because that makes the most sense. You have Andrew Luck. You got a guy that has. You'd be shocked if the Colts did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I should. I, I if it's yeah. not their first. You know, I think he's. I, 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 is it weird to say that he will have the most buzz coming out of this next NFL firing Black Monday coaching hire? You think DiFilippo will? I think he's going to be the top candidate for Ooh, a lot of teams. Wow. I, I think he's going to be a legitimate candidate. I think he's going to get interviewed. I to be blatantly honest, haven't done my research on kind of who's the names that are kind of out there right now or thought about it much, but I would be surprised if a quarterback coach is the top guy on the market. I think there'll be other guys, whether it's like Gunther in Cincinnati or some of those names you always hear. I think there will be someone who is maybe a hotter prospect, but I certainly think that Filippo is going to get interviews. There is a chance he gets a job. That is someone we could lose. Flip fits the profile of what yep. teams are hiring these like the days. Sean McVay the Sean guy McVay, the um who else got hired this season offensively or recently why can't I think of it um I mean Hugh Jackson which uh whoopsie um, daisy but that was two well, years most ago the McAdoo was a similar type of yeah, hire but those that way. kind of guys yeah. are the guys who get hired as opposed to oh, that's, Gase. 
That's exactly. That's yeah. why I think Jim Schwartz too will still have to wait his turn. They're not. People aren't itching to get a, def, a defensive guy. Well, in especially a retread, coach. someone who's already yeah. been a head coach before as yeah. well. Because if you get that guy, then it comes down to getting a really good offensive coordinator. And then the problem with that, you get a really good guys offensive coordinator. Coaches, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> and most kinda, of that's internal too. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it kind of comes down to I think where Flip and his contract is going to be up after the season. So he's going to even if the Eagles, you know. They can't block him, even if like yeah, they, if, even if he. Well, they already did it last year, right? You can only do it one. You can't do it two years no, in a row. Right. No, you can do it. No, no, you can block. Oh, they changed that. Uh, you can't block head coaching interviews. Correct. You can block yeah. like if there's oh, a coordinator. Yes, 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 yes. Now, yes. so if that does happen, and you know, let's let's say you know Flip does miss the boat, you, you know, he, he doesn't get a head coaching job, but if he gets an offensive coordinator opportunity somewhere, I mean, he's probably gone. So. The Eagles are Which going I think to... that is extremely like that's a, a very likely prospect. Well, question is whether he take yeah. it, right? But I think that could really have. And look, there are going to be a lot of head coaching jobs this offseason. I would I say mean, about a potential of like eight. A lot, like yeah. you know, I mean, they're, we, they're like we just talked about the Colts are a lock, the Bengals already a lot. I mean, there are a lot. There are going to be a lot of them. I well, think even nine. Dude, isn't there a pretty good chance that even though I know there's. A bunch of different factors going into what the Raiders situation is, but absolutely, Del Rio uh, is probably on the hot seat I think he's and gone. gone. Right? I think he's gone. So, I think yeah, Del and, th- gone. and again, those are, that's another spot. Young quarterback had something, lost something, which I said earlier. Bill Musgrave, uh, apparently, the whisper of like, how does Bill Musgrave get QB and offensive coordinator jobs? Seems like when things are bad, call Bill Musgrave. Yeah. Things aren't great. New Pat Shermer. Which, by the way, oh my gosh. He's gonna get interviews. He's, oh, he's on the NFL's list of A plus candidates to uh, interview look, after their own research. He it's deserves amazing. he deserves an interview. I mean, what he's done with Case Keenum. I mean, you have Mike Zimmer, we talked, we just talked about a defensive coach. I'm not a huge Pat Shermer guy personally, and I don't think he's a uh, you know, I don't think he has the the charisma. He's not like a head coach. He doesn't feel like know. one. I was I around that James. building with him for a while. Like he doesn't feel like one, but what he's doing in Minnesota deserves recognition and he deserves interviews based on what he's done with Case Keenum. I don't know. I think Pat Shermer is a special coach, and I think the New York Giants definitely yeah. Are. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're my bad. Also hire my bad. Lewis Riddick as your GM, Pat Shermer as your head coach. That's exactly oh, what they should do. Let's do this. Or to and get, I love Lewis David Riddick. David Gettleman's fine. A, to get oh, Gettleman David too. Gettleman's even better. Totally. I'm down with please, that. Please, please do that. Francesca uh, said David Gettleman. You know what? Hired David Gettleman. <laughs> oh, that's right. He yeah, just They're put that out keep there. He, he said, right. I think what I'm God hearing, I think Gettleman oh, is going David to. Gettleman. Like, quote please. unquote, he said, I think Gettleman is going to be the GM is what please. he said. So. You know what's funny, too, is during all these different coach searches, have we not recognized already that even if you're a great offensive coordinator, it translates. It has zero correlation how you're going to be a head coach. Every single time you go like, oh, well, this guy was uh, offensive guru, and that's going to work out. And then you go, well, yeah, not not really. Especially, you know, it's Hugh Jackson's a different case because who knows what they're doing in Cleveland. Right. But Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip, Chipper, I mean, since the Mike Marks days. Adam I mean, Gase, your been boy, a, long time. a little bit. You know, it's, uh, yeah, he's struggling fair. with different stuff. They're just, it's, there's, you know, Mike Shula at one point, I think, was mentioned a couple years ago, and then his name goes out of out of the pocket. It's just... It's so hard to judge on what is and what's going to work. And I think it comes down to the teaching points, more or less, game day stuff, which is what Doug and Flip and Frank have all done together. As yeah. A no, and I think the McVay thing is going to make it kind of interesting, too, in the sense that, you know, they, the McVay was obviously an unconventional hire, youngest head coach, all that type of stuff, but has also come in and, and as a head coach, has literally just called the plays and then sat on, sat down and said, Wade, take over. I'm with my offense and stuff. Like, he's not head coaching. 
in the way that we come to know NFL head coaches controlling everything. This guy is running the offense and he's letting Wade Phillips run the defense. Could be an interesting model that we might Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Just like Doug and Jim Very similar yeah. to Doug. Yep, exactly. 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouton all hanging out with you until 3 o'clock as we go to our good friend, Mitchie Tools. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, happy holidays. Happy holidays, bub. All the holidays. Hey, you know, I'm more worried. You know, we know we have the rest of the guys, but I'm more worried about the defense. I'm not worried about, you know, Nikki Foles. I mean, you know, I know we'll bounce back, but we have our special teams is kicking butt. I'm not worried, but I don't want to rest anybody. You know, people will call and say rest, rest. We got, you know, I, I say just keep rolling. You start resting guys, they're going to get rusty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mitchie. I'm one of those guys, man. I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I don't see the benefit overall because you're still going to lose that week anyway. Like, is is one yeah. quarter against? The Cowboys really going to take the rust off in two weeks when you get, you know, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I know. I, I am excited. This is, I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. So hopefully Nick Foles gives me a combination uh, hmm. you know, present. You know? it, yeah, uh, we, we would all well, love that. Hey, how about this? How about this present? Last time he faced the Raiders, seven touchdowns. There oh, are eight nights of oh, Hanukkah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I must say, I mean, Jason Kelsey Unbelievable this year. Yeah. Yes. What a leader, what a awesome. guy. I mean, you know, we got five guys going to the Pro Bowl, and it's or five six. or six. It's yeah, fantastic. Went, yeah. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks, Mitchie. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just always blown away by, and even so, like, we, we don't exactly ever really know what's happening in a locker room. And the fact that Jason Kelsey, who was in trade rumors who I, you know, we were all saying like, yeah, it's time to, yeah, that's why you got Wiz. He's going to take I mean, center. There were you drafted saying a guy. He was gone. I oh, mean, there yeah. were reporters saying he will not be a part of this team next year. And then something, I, I would love to know what happened. And people automatically just, you know, look at that as like, oh, well, they, they don't know what they're talking about. No, those guys in particular that were reporting that, they do know what they're talking yes. about. There's, there is no way that they kind of have that going. Something happened in, in about a week and a half. And I wonder what it was. And you, because you start to line up all the different stuff with the offensive line, where you had Chance Warmack could here for a year, extension out of nowhere. There was something that was that was generating through that entire time. I think what the what happened there is the Eagles were very much willing to trade him. Like they would have gotten something. They were very open to getting. Like if they got a good offer, they would have taken it absolutely. But they weren't going to cut him. And and no, no. And you know those rumors came up because Jason Kelsey did not have. Very good years, not only just last year, yeah. but like the year before that too, in 2015. Mm-hmm. He wasn't himself those past two years. And and when a player does something like that, especially as he's getting older, you don't just think they're going to bounce back. Like that's not the normal thing. You, you you feel like, all right, he played his best football. You felt like, okay, maybe 2015 was a fluke. He'll bounce back in 2016. Didn't really happen. But he had two down years, and now he's back this year. So – a lot of credit to him, and he should have made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, it's tough, though. I mean, just I, on keeping his mouth shut, he could have got the Pro Bowl. He deserved it, but I mean, like Alex Mack deserves it as well. Frederick, Frederick was the one year. I would have considered yeah. over. Uh, you know, it's hard to argue too much. Both all really Actually, great players. I, I mean, Alex Mack is a strange one for me. I know he had a good year, but like, it wasn't a great year. It was pretty good. I yeah. mean, he's now yeah, maybe I wasn't paying he's, attention. He's enough. everything for that offensive line. He is a, he is the best center in football, at least in my opinion. I, I think. Oh, all right. Well, but. <laughs> Regardless, regardless, it, either way, Jason Kelsey has been as good. He is deserving. There's no question he deserves it. 
And like you said, BLG, I mean, just to see, you know, usually you're right. Like two years down at a position right. like usually that. Usually I am right. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> we were all right last night. Yeah. Um, he, the fact with Kelsey, too, it's not just that he had two bad years, but that, you know, he is undersized. He isn't your prototypical center. And to see the years that he had, the way he was getting beat, the issues he was having, you don't know. You're like, oh, they figured it out. He's too small, whatever. You don't see how that gets better. And. Man, I, I, what what a season. And what he does in, in open space, and obviously also the brain oh, and the, the coin. But what he does in open space, I've never seen a center who does what he does in open space. No, and especially the combination of him and, and Brandon Brooks together has been really awesome to see uh, this, this season as well. So when we get back, it is time for some NFL picks with Sean Brace. Keep it locked in. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Vince Quinn showing up, uh, giving us the happy holiday sign, which is always nice. Hey. And uh, I want to thank. Very festive. <laughs> exactly. I want to thank Sue Schilling and, of course, Kevin Keaton and Jack Fritz for producing this uh, fine program. We got Rob Cherry coming up next, who has put together, I think, one of the best year in reviews that is happening as well. So you want to stay tuned for him. Also, his year in review is happening tonight and tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to listen to that. I also can't wait to listen to Mr. Sean Brace from Fox 29 and PhillyInfluencer.com. Sean, what's happening today, buddy? How are you? Gentlemen, happy holidays. And, John, I can't believe your voice sounds this good after <laughs> after what you did last night. That's absolutely incredible. Those videos are amazing. So if anybody's out there, you've got to go check them out on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we might have had a fun time with uh, – if- 400 sweaty holiday folks that were that were there with us. It was a really, really fun time, man. Just, just remember, we were right. Yeah, we, yeah. that's right. We were right we're indeed. Damn right. Uh, even if we were wrong, we're still right, and that's how petty we are. So, uh, yeah, Sean, I mean, it, let's say, and we're going to get into the picks in a second, if they don't have to, if nothing means anything against the Raiders on Monday night, are you playing starters? Yeah, I think I'm starting them. You know, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, at this point in time, you put the game plan in. I don't think it'd be that crazy to change it up and all of a sudden, you know, sit Nick Foles or, or, or you know, sit some of the big guys like Fletcher Cox and all right, you know, who's ever filling in for those guys, they wouldn't have a problem. But bottom line is you get them in there, you get them in there for two series and then get them out. And I'm absolutely sitting them next week. I don't care if Dallas has something to play or not. I don't care. I'm not playing the starters next week. Well, uh, let's see if they will have to and how, how the faith in our picks are this week because it's time for the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL picks are brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park where you can watch and wager on all of Saturday and Sunday's action. And indeed, they are a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery. You must be 21 to play. But as always, you do not have to be 21 to watch. Where are we going first, Mr. Seltzer? John, we have talked about it quite a bit already. It is the game happening this evening in freezing cold Lambeau Field. As we all hope, we pray that somehow the Packers can find a way to win it. Open as a 10-point dog. Kind of slid a little bit towards the Packers. As of now, the Minnesota Vikings, a 8.5-point favorite on the road tonight. Mr. Brace, lead us off. You know, I'm a Brett Hundley fan. I just don't think they're going to be able to throw the football. So then it comes down to defense and running the 
football, and that's what the Vikings do really well. With that double tandem that they have in their defense, I think allowing 85 yards per game, number two in the league, you got to go Vikings. And unfortunately, I'm going to be a little selfish, boys. Give me the Vikings because I want that game on Monday night to mean something. I just bought yeah. my tickets Give me the fight. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm going to stick with that mainly just for selfishness, too. Listen, my just like James was saying earlier, I want my, my heart says uh, uh, I want all of the action on Monday to mean everything. It's Christmas. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the brain says do one or the other. But doesn't matter. I'm going to stick with the Vikings at minus eight and a half here. Yeah, me too. They're just a much better team. Though, I will say, Sean Brace just became the first person in the history of the world to say, I am a Brett Hundley fan. <laughs> So that was pretty amazing there. Uh, no, I, I was banging that drum during draft. <laughs> <laughs> you and some others as well. Uh, I uh, I just think the Vikings are a much better team, and I think they go and handle business. There's just no way, mark my words, that the Vikings lose this game. <laughs> as, he's, as he's blinking and, and winking and all of that. Yeah. See, that's, that's the mentality that we have to have there. James, where are we going next? We are going to Tennessee to see one of the worst eight and whatever teams they are I've ever seen in my life. The Tennessee Titans, a playoff team hosting the L.A. Rams, also a playoff team, a six-and-a-half-point road favorite for the Rams. Mr. Barcher, lead us off. Yeah, and uh, sorry to Sean because I sent him the wrong games. <laughs> I didn't include this one, oh! so he's going to have to do it on the fly. But I got to tell you, I've never seen a worse potential playoff team in the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what Mike Malarkey really does. They have they have not scored more than 24 points in since week 7. I think Ooh. I saw something like that. The Rams have done that many many times over. Sean Brace, I am taking the Rams in this one because I I just believe in what they are doing in their offense. See, it's all about filling time, John. So this time you say <laughs> You say Tennessee, and I think 90s hip-hop group arrested. <laughs> yes! Yes, Mr. Wendell. Uh, but I'm going to the Rams here. Give me the Rams. I like the Rams. And I think they're going to really mess things up in the playoffs. I do. I like the Rams here. Uh, everyday people. I am yes. taking the Rams as well. I, did th- I think the Titans just stink, and I think the Rams would have buy a touchdown or more. The Rams are not frauds. The Titans very much are. It's very, very true. And we are through two picks without any ring the bells. This is the most <laughs> unexciting ring the bell picks we've ever had. <laughs> well, uh, maybe there's some action in the next one. Where are we heading to next, bud? We are heading to the Superdome as the New Orleans Saints host the Atlanta Falcons in what is very likely the best football game to be played tomorrow as uh, the Saints still a, uh, a six-point favorite at home against a Falcons team that needs it. Sean, lead us off. Yeah, I, 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 I'm nervous. Saints win this game, and that's a big spread. How good are the Saints? They can re- speaking about the Rams messing things up in the playoffs. The Saints, if they win this game, watch out. But I'm going to Falcons here, boys. Give me Atlanta to answer it, and go ahead. I dare you to ring the bell. Oh, <laughs> ring that bell! Listen, the the Atlanta Falcons have tried to prove to me many times that they are a playoff contender. That oh yeah, you don't really need Kyle Shanahan to be their offensive coordinator. Uh, they have not proven that so far. It's a short week, and they have to play on Saturday. Uh, I, I like New Orleans real strong in this one. Yeah, I I want to ring the bell here. I want to re-ring it on you, but I can't. I don't think Atlanta's that. I think Atlanta's fine. I don't think they're that good in New Orleans. Revenge game for the Saints, who just lost a big one to Atlanta. I think they handle business. Taking the Saints, Falcons haven't looked all that great recently. No, that no, they really haven't. But uh, you know, I mean, that, oh, that helps uh, the Cowboys too if the Falcons lose, right? Yeah. So, so we want then everybody. Yeah. Everybody starts to get a little. Where are we heading to next? We are heading here. 
right here. We are heading home, <laughs> boys, as the Eagles will play a bunch of home games in a row here as uh, Monday night, Christmas night football down at the link. Come say hi to John Barcher and I in the Jet Row lot. It is going to be freezing and cold, bundle up. and we're yeah. going to be having fun. The Oakland Raiders coming into town, a nine-point dog against the Nick Foles-led Eagles. Sean, they going to cover? Nine points is a lot, but it's Christmas night. Oakland has to be here. The Eagles get to wake up. I saw Doug Peterson talk about that. The Eagles get to wake up with their families. There is no way in hell this game is close on Monday night. Give me the birds in a route. And that defense shuts everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to do it. Uh -uh. Ring the bell! Oh, no! Eagles are going to take care of this one. Nine and a half is a little too high for me. That's, That's all I care about. I just care about the win. I don't care about the spread. But I think Oakland ah! makes a 10 cover. <laughs> Ring the bell! The Eagles are going to rout, rout a terrible, awful, bad Raiders team at home. I think they win by three touchdowns. I feel really good about this when the defense shuts them out. I'm getting week 16 vibes of the 2013 season. The Chicago Bears came into. Oh, yeah, we're from Philadelphia and we fight. And got just the crap beaten out of them. And I think the Raiders could be in a similar spot again. Christmas Day, well, Christmas night. They don't want to be there. They're going to be eliminated by that time. The Eagles are going to have everything to play for. Get that number one seed. They're going to want this game after losing to the Giants. Eagles win big. 54 to 13 or something like that. I, yeah, I would definitely buddy. take that. Uh, well, that does it for the NFL picks. And uh, Sean Brace, as, as always, my friend, we appreciate you joining in and uh, happy holidays to you. But when we're going to see you on TV next. Oh, I'm actually on my way right now as we speak. Catch me on Fox 29, 6 and 10 tonight. And, boys, can you imagine if this Eagles team wins 14 games this wow, year? Wow, man. <laughs> what a great Happy time. Happy holidays, boys. Best of luck. Go Birds! Go Birds. Thank you, Sean. Uh, from uh, all of us, uh, Brandon Lee Gowton, James Seltzer, and myself, John Bart, you want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Actually, I'll be here Christmas morning, bright and early at 530. Uh, Rob Cherry is coming in next. This has been BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP.